2: 256 17, And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's American Horror Story After Show. All right. Oh, I was hoping it was Dominica.
1: Dominica me. Yeah, but uh, welcome back. We are AfterBuzz TV, and thank you for joining us again for another American Horror Story After Show on this Thursday, November 15th. I am uh, Stephen Lemieux, and I'm joined by my amazing hosts here.
3: Hey, what's up, everybody? JC Rubio, and <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's? I feel
1: like you're so formal. <laughs> I am David Skiffelidy. Hello, everybody. All right, and we are going you to be. You are.
3: <laughs> I'm just a formal kind of guy. Okay, how do you want? How do you want me to say it? I think you need a tie too.
1: You got the scarf. You need a tie as well. Okay, I'll work on it for <laughs> next week. Okay. Next week okay. sounds good. You You heard it here first. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> This was a crazy episode, and we're going to go ahead and do somewhat of a recap, break down a lot of the scenes, and break down a lot of what happened. So I do recommend that if you have not watched the episode, please watch it before you listen to this podcast, because there's a lot of stuff that happens.
3: I kind of call this episode, okay... I know the whole theme this season has been the nod to the old school horror films. Mm-hmm. This felt to me a little science fiction because it feels like Empire Strikes Back to me. Empire. The reason I'm saying is because all the. All right. All, no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's went. A saw, very <laughs> weird. Mm-mm. Okay, hear me out. Okay. The reason being is all the, it seems like everyone that's supposedly the bad uh-huh. is winning. Like there's no hope for our heroes, for our, uh, right. our protagonist. Just I mean, like it just in-
4: depends on who you're looking at as who the hero is.
3: I know you're going with there's no good nor bad, but thinking about it is, I know. Right. Which oh and oh we've got oh, Jackie is on the line. <laughs> All right. Well, we have Jackie
1: Borowski, our uh, other co-host, who Jackie is no longer with us, but she is here on the phone. Go ahead and say hello, Jackie. Where'd she go? Hello, Jackie.
3: Jackie, why did you hang up? Is call she back, a, Jackie. Is she at Briarcliff? I li- What's going on? She hung up. She'll call back. Jackie, call back and stay on the line. I hope she's.
1: Sure. All right. Well, we're used to being hung up here at the No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so this episode was pretty crazy, as you guys have just watched it and seen. I had to watch it twice because I really needed to look back at a lot of the stuff that happened in it. And opening up, this first scene that we have is uh, Sister Jude takes a. Mother Superior's advice and goes and talks to this man uh, Sam Goodman mm-hmm. and it's a very well shot scene I must say I really liked it and I couldn't place my finger on it why that scene was so interesting me, to me using the cameras and everything I mean using the mirrors and watching it again it's all done in one take that whole first scene between uh, between Sam, Good- Sam, and, uh, Sam Goodman Sister and Sister Jude, and Sister Jude yeah. is all one take
3: you know I didn't, even, I didn't even pay attention. Maybe it was because of the pacing. Because it, it was just a slow scene to evolve. Just the introduction of Sam, who's played brill- brilliantly by Mark Margolis, who we've seen on Breaking Bad. I believe he was nominated for an Emmy. I don't know if he actually won one. He's for- great. He's fantastic. And I'm, I'm excited to see him for the rest of the series. I know he's going to stay here. I, I, he is like a steam sealer. I mean... Scene-stealer. You said it correctly.
4: Did I? Yeah. Nice. Ste-
3: no, you said steen-stealer. Yeah. yeah whatever. English is my second language, so... Me too. Yeah? Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally just his introduction and what he's going to bring... You know what mm-hmm. is what, How is he going to fit in? If he randomly shows up at Barcliff, what would that do? Uh, this this episode, I, I'm still digesting it, David. I mean,
1: what did you make out of that first? Jackie episode? is back on the line. Hopefully, hello. Hi. Is she? Yes.
0: Sorry. Hey. hey. I was confused because I was being thrown right into it.
1: And so you hung um, up on us instead. Yeah, you just hate us. I love. No, we love well, you.
0: Not at all. <laughs> I love you guys. I was just I couldn't tell if I was on air or just like you couldn't hear me. I'm so sorry. Um, I just have, like, a really short list of laundry list of things to say. Say um, it. The first is good-going Steven for guessing who Bloody Face was.
3: That was
1: me? Um, yeah.
0: You I don't even...
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jackie, we gotta stop you for one second. <laughs> While we're watching the episode, Steven's like, a few weeks ago, someone made the call on who Ble- Bloody Face was, and I don't know who it was. Uh,
0: yeah, it was Steven. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, well, okay, then. <laughs> well, good for remember, you.
0: It was funny because I remember watching it last night and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, Stephen totally called that one. And then um, I don't know if you guys have already talked about this this time, but David said last week that he thinks that Sister Jude is going to end up being the hero, like the unspoken hero of the asylum. And I actually think that's building up to be true.
3: Agreed. Absolutely. Thank I'm with you, you I'm with me too. <laughs>
1: yeah, I could see that happening. As long as she doesn't get kicked also, out. But Jackie. Also,
0: um, I love it, but this is like the worst run asylum in the history of asylums. Because um, <laughs> Shelly goes missing and that Mexican woman went missing. and Mexican woman. Really oh, yeah. They're oh, just, yeah. Nobody looks for them. They're just like, okay. You know, well, they did say. And then if they crawl out in a pile of school children, it doesn't matter.
4: They did say that they were looking for Shelly. But they just couldn't find Probably her. They did. sort of just like give up.
1: Well, but they assumed that uh, they assumed Shelly escaped, like Kit and Lana and right. that. They assumed that she got out, which I think is kind of stupid.
3: What about Spivey? What about Pepper? Where are they?
1: Well, Pepper is still in the bathroom.
3: Okay. <laughs> Pepper,
0: <laughs> Love Pepper. Has been in the bathroom for two episodes
3: now. Hey, Jackie. Quick Maybe question. Maybe she got locked in. Quick question. You know when we were first talking about you? You brought up the info that all the good characters were going to be bad and vice versa. Wasn't. Um, Zachary Quinto is supposed to be the good guy? Because he was kind of thought, a baddie last season.
0: I thought he was. I mean, I I just assumed that um, they were giving them opposite roles from yeah. last season because of things I had read. Mm-hmm. But I think that they might have done that on purpose so that we thought he was the great guy. And then when he turns around and his bloody face, we're all like, oh, my gosh, because I didn't. I mean,
3: aside from Stephen, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I didn't. I, I actually did. I didn't see it at all. I, I was. I firmly believe what Ryan Murphy said that all the good was, you know, all the bad guys were going to be good. So, t- I literally found out as she was looking at the as Lana was looking at the lamp and there Mm -hmm. was areolas on the lamp.
1: Yeah, I I was like, ew.
4: (laughs) I couldn't figure out if those were nipples or if they were moles. And I was like, what is that? And it really bothered me in that scene, I guess we can talk about it later, but that we were in the room, and there was one lamp on, and the other one wasn't. And I was like, why (laughs) are there two lamps, and one of them is on, and one of them is not? Mood lighting. Mood lighting. Dave. Mood lighting.
1: Yeah, he's a ladies' man. He's obviously a ladies' man. Oh, clearly. He, has, clearly he, has, he
4: just loves women. He
1: has two women in his basement. I mean, yeah. not, many, not many people can say that. And Jackie, what else did you see on that laundry list? <laughs> the boob list?
0: lamp was a metaphor. I mean, what? I thought it was a metaphor.
4: A, a metaphor. Uh, the boob lamp as a
0: metaphor yeah. for what? Like a like a tongue in cheek metaphor.
3: Was it a throwback yeah. to a Christmas story? Because, you know, remember he always had the lamp? He always wanted the lampshade. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I know. I'm just... Uh, you, I'm just you said Empire Strikes Back <laughs> earlier, so I'm not counting anything out on you, JC, today. <laughs> Jackie, what else did uh, you see? Yeah, you, you said you had a laundry list.
0: Yeah, my last item on the laundry list um, was that I loved Franco Placente's as Anne uh, Frank, so and good. I love her in Run Lola Run. I don't know if um, people have seen that, but they should because it's so good. <laughs> and she's just such a great actress. And I, the series is cracked me up because it's so soapy, but you have these like top-notch actors. So I'm like, I just, I'm like, it's like crack. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. But I'm like, this is like so bizarre. But I'm obsessed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we were like was, there's it, nothing to say after that.
1: Uh it's there there we have it. It's like crack. It's true. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic show. And they've they actually did a lot of um a lot of little small details that go back to Diary of Anne Frank the movie in the in the episode and I'll uh, I'll bring one up right now real quick. I was going to save it for later, but at the end um where is it? I got to find it. Dun, 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 dun. While they're doing the montage of Sister Jude kind of having her little foray into the Night Woman role,
3: going back to her old vices, sure.
1: Yeah, when they're doing that, and at the same time they're also doing the uh, the lobotomy, and they play um, they play mon- they play Epilogue by Alfred Newman, which is from the Anne Frank movie. Huh? So as they show the woman who's supposed to be Anne Frank. Completely losing who she is through a lobotomy, they're playing the song epilogue from the Anne Frank movie, which is kind of upbeat in a way, but at the same time, it's kind of foreboding. Which is, I, 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 always, I thought that was a really cool little fact about this show. You know, and I know it's only I think the.
0: think this show, I said this before though, I think this show is like. It caters to viewers who want to look things up like that. I think it, um, because people become intrigued by the little minutiae. And then they say, Oh, what is that? I have to know and then it turns out it's related to something. And I think that's what's so fascinating to me about this series.
1: That's why I always have Shazam with me while I'm watching it. <laughs> so you can look up all the songs. Seriously, Makes no, sense. you you'd be surprised how many shows do that. Like they have little like little nods to previous previous things that kinda coincide with it. Well, do you have any uh do you have any other laundry list things to say, Jackie? Or
0: no, that was it. And I got to go, but I wanted to say have a great show you guys. I miss you. We
1: miss yes. you too, Jackie. Oh, miss you too, Jackie. Okay. Bye. All right. Take care.
3: A round of applause for Jackie. <laughs> Woo!
1: Thank you. All right. And so where were we? We were talking about um Sister Jude. Well, we or actually just we just started the, the first the yeah. first scene, yeah. So, um she uh oh sorry. <laughs> After that, she goes and she, try, she talks to Anne Frank, and Anne Frank is telling her that she has to look for the monster, look for the monster, because at this point, Sister Jude still believes that Anne Frank is Anne Frank. And we later find out that her name is Charlotte Brown. Mm-hmm. Well, Cohen. Charlotte Cohen. Yeah. And that's another thing is, like, I thought, of, uh, I thought of that she might have been someone else from the Holocaust who might have been taking on the role of Anne Frank. And with a name like Charlotte Cohen... I think that that could that could still be a valid thing but I don't think we'll ever know because I think she's kind of weeded out at this point with this series. I mean series. at the
4: same time like he she's definitely not
1: American. Yeah. Right?
4: So they definitely did that for a reason cast a non-American actress to play this character, this particular woman. Mm-hmm. And then cast her and titled the character Anne Frank or what have you, Charlotte Cohen. For a reason, I mean, there's just like... There's
3: so much about it that I still just don't believe. But how would you guys feel about the fact that when the husband showed up... Mm-hmm. That um, Sister Jude, her whole... She's like, I have Arden. I have him. But when the husband showed up... She it, it, completely it, doubts herself. It blew her whole story out of the water. Everything She thought she had him and, you know, she, this is, she's been persecuting him since day one, since we started the show, and now she has nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's... Did you expect some something like that to happen? Were you
1: expecting the, a husband to show up or anything like that? Because I really wasn't. When that happened, I was like, "Oh, they're doing this."
4: I definitely was not expecting a husband. I was expecting like someone from the past, somebody else, but not not a husband. Which is why I still don't believe the story entirely of her husband and there. I mean, we'll get to it later, but.
3: Well- well, yeah, because we're still talking about the downfall of yeah. Jude, Sister Jude, and um, I just found out the this, rising. <laughs> yes, no, but it's her last name's Martin. I think yeah. it's the first time I had never heard her last name, yeah, yeah. so I was like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. If it has anything to do with it, but just I'm trying to pick up anything, anything that can relate to anything. Last names first, like even uh, the Sister Superior, if she's going to be back and well, the Mother Superior, I'm sorry.
1: With, with names, there was one thing I caught was that, uh, well, it's probably easily caught before, but whenever Eunice is talking to Arden, he, she always uses his first name. Mm-hmm. Everyone calls him Arden, Dr. Arden. She always calls him Arthur. Hmm. And that's, like, even taken up a level when we talk about Arden later, because they have, like, this whole thing going on, because once they try to get Sister Jude out. But uh, Jude is... uh, Jude tries to believe Anne Frank, but after her husband shows up, she kind of wants to get Anne Frank out of there and kind of wipe the whole thing clean, because usually Jude would want to keep someone who's sick in the hospital, but now she's, like, actively trying to get her out of the hospital to... Cover her ass. Cover her ass, yeah, (laughs) because she doesn't want the animosity from Arden falling back at her. And... She, she still, though, there was one scene when Anne's talking about what she found, what she saw, the monster, the monster. And she's like, well, it wouldn't have gotten very far. And she says, well, it didn't have legs. And I'm wondering what Sister Jude knows that would give her that reaction. Because when you say she doesn't have legs, she's like, she looks like she thought of something.
3: Oh, see, I just thought it was just like the shock of, of what had happened. I, I didn't even catch that. Well, like...
1: We had a few people talking about monsters, especially with uh, when Kit does his whole come to God experience with Sister Jude. He talks about the monsters. So now Jude is aware of like kind of an underlying theme around this institute where there are monsters and people are seeing monsters. And she saw the alien. And I don't think she still disbelieves the alien. I think she still has that subconscious belief in it. But when when somebody who just showed up to the institute does not really have like the backing of the the storm and all that stuff says something about monsters. It it throws her off guard visibly, and when she says something about no legs, it throws her off even more. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Sister Jude knows something about um, perhaps Shelly missing her legs or something like that. I don't know. I was just that was just something that caught me,
3: David. I don't know. If, did you catch this when when the husband came in? You know, came into the scene. You just you just heard him. You didn't see him at first. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the voice, to me, it sounded exactly like Dylan McDermott. Listen to it. It's ex- they, they sound exactly like that. At first, I was like, because <gasps> you know he's supposed to come he is back. Coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that was just rhyming. intentional. Yeah, I thought it might have been intentional. I'm overthinking it. I know you're definitely overthinking it. I think. Trust me, if you watch it, you'll see that they open the scene and it's the husband's voice. It's his, you hear the voiceover, but you don't see him. So I'm like, <gasps> is that, you know, I don't know. I'm sorry. I get excited. <laughs> but, but then Jude kind of
1: goes on the back the back lot for a while like we don't we don't hear about her for a few minutes because we go into a few other things but when she comes back it has her on the phone with uh sam goodman the man from the beginning and she's telling him that she gave him wrong information she's like the information was wrong i got a boston accent the information was wrong and honestly there there's another scene we'll talk about in a minute that you'll probably have the same feelings that she threw on that accent so thick that's exactly what i was thinking during the monologue i was like Par and me a drain I was like, "Oh man, she's throwing that on so thick." But right now, she's talking about um, the, the threat. He was wrong. She's trying to cover her ass with Arden because she knows that she doesn't have a witness. Because mm-hmm. um, Anne Frank kind of fell through, <laughs> in a way. Right. <laughs> she kind of lost her mind. Non credible witness. Yeah, but uh, the scene there. What did you think of like the whole what Arden says to him? It's so harsh. Do you remember? Like,
4: I, I do. It, I mean, for me, it's sort of. In certain respects, it is sort of justified, what he's saying to her. If you look at it through his eyes, um, being demonized by this, by this woman, and being. But we know that he is who he is, right? And I mean, as viewers, yes. Okay. I'm saying through his <laughs> eyes, like in their world,
3: what he's saying is somewhat justified. Is it or is it the fact that he's a master manipulator and you're, you're, you're just a pawn in my game? It's either that or he just... I
4: don't really think he's the brains behind his operation. Uh, really? Yeah. Who do, you, who do you think? I don't know, but I have a sneaking suspicion that he is a, a puppet as well.
3: Well, we already know. We have a feeling that he's a puppet with um, the new sister Eunice. Right. But are you saying someone else, perhaps? Monsignor. Monsignor? We haven't Correct. seen much of the
1: Monsignor, but since he knows who Arden is
2: mm-hmm.
1: that could actually be What a viable, episode are we on? 5. five. Yeah.
3: It,
4: it still could be a different character.
1: Yeah, you're you're right. It could be, but I we're haven't not even halfway through yet. So I don't like, think they'd have I think they'd have him do some sort of communication with the different character if so
4: not far necessarily.
3: I
1: don't know. We'll
4: have we'll have to see. <laughs> no, you never know. It's
3: David, it's a good call because literally it is it's episode 5. Yeah, anything it, could happen. And for me, it seems like this could be wrapped up by episode eight just because... <laughs> no, because, you know, it's always darkest before it's light on mo- you know most shows and most movies. And you're like, oh, they're going to tie it up within the next three or four episodes. But this is five, so I can only imagine how much deeper we're still mm-hmm. going to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what happens to Lana. And uh, God, yeah, I can't yeah. wait for that. The next few
1: episodes are going to be pretty dark and twisted, I'm sure. Um, but the way he phrases things, he, he says that... Uh, he says, the only apology I want from you is you prostrating yourself on the floor and groveling. It's like, that is, he, he views himself That's so thick. far above everyone at this yeah. hospital. And I love his character and I hate his character at the same time, but I absolutely, the actor plays this role so well, because the last thing I remember him in is, uh, is the Green Mile, so it's so different. <laughs> I mean, he's, the man has a God complex, for sure. Yes, Definitely.
3: I'm trying to think of anything else that stood out for um for Sister Jude this week.
1: Well, of course we still have a few more scenes with her because she had she had that phone call scene which she's kind of Oh, that's right. She's kind of uh off her hinges and he tells her she, he basically tells her she's finished. Mm-hmm. And she right. she she basically doesn't deny it. So the next time we see her, she is in on sitting on her bed and she's talking to the guard, Mike, I believe. What was his name? Mike or Mark? Frank. Frank, Frank, yeah. I knew it was a K. Anyway, I wrote it down last <laughs> week. I forgot to write it down this week. Uh, Frank, and he, she's talking to him about how she's done. Like, she doesn't know what to do. She tell This is where she does the monologue, where her accent was so thick. So thick. I'm from Boston, you know, I work at the hospital. it's I mean it was it was a little too much for me. What did you think? I think it,
4: as far as the accent goes, I think it was more having to do with her trying to stay emotionally invested in it and keep the accent at the yeah. same time, which could be a little bit difficult for an actor in a technical
3: respect. What is the meaning of that monologue about the squirrel? What is you know? I've read some stuff online about it, and and going to Jackie's point of Jack, of um, Sister Jude being the ultimate hero in all of this, and the fact is that the squirrel died. You know that she ran over the tw- the little twelve year old girl, mm-hmm. and and it was and it was one of the blogs I read, and it seemed to me that aliens can take this is far fetched. Aliens can take any type of shape or form mm. it could be a squirrel 12 year old girl this is what i read i know i'm good <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah but uh but each time she's in a way kind of failed in her eyes well i don't think i don't think
1: the girl i mean i don't think the squirrel was an alien of course
3: i, <laughs> so, I thought it was funny i read it on the blog and i was like it's far-fetched but you never uh, yeah but yeah. no the what i
1: got from the monologue was i got from how old world was an alien <laughs> Did she say how old she was when she, when that happened uh, to her? Uh, little
3: girl, That's little like just it. little
1: girl. Yeah, yeah. I think that was her disbelief in God. I think that was her her that was her explaining where she lost God in her life was when she found the squirrel and it died and she was praying as hard as she could and nothing happened. I think that was where she lost God in her life. And that's the kind of significance of the character because she was her mom was like a hard worker and everything. And I'm, I'm sure that they were religious and everything. But that's when she kind of lost her beliefs in God because she was praying so hard. It was a very emotional monologue. She played it really well, aside from the fact that the accent just kind of tacked on a little too thick for me. But mm. it was still very – it had an impact. Mm. It definitely had an impact. And at the end of the scene, we have, uh, we have Frank and she's, she says, my goose is cooked. And I love that they actually use that because Thanksgiving is next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I I don't know if some people have goose for Thanksgiving. I've had goose for Thanksgiving. Anyway, whatever. It's a bird. (laughs) It's a bird, yeah. Yeah. You can just eat a bird. Um, But he says something pretty interesting Like that kind of makes me think that there's something between him and her that he kind of likes her. Did you think that at all? Because he called it? Because he said, I kind of called it. I didn't think that you were going to last long because you're a woman. Well, he didn't say it in those words. The way he said it was a lot more friendly, in my, yeah. in my opinion. He, he hmm. kind of was like, don't blame yourself. You're a strong woman. And usually guys will not say, you're a strong woman, as they say something negative like, like you're in a man's world, you couldn't, don't blame yourself, it's not your fault. They right. weren't going to let you do it at the beginning, like you were failed from the beginning. I don't know. It, at the same time of what he's saying, I kind of felt some sort of connection between the two of them.
3: I felt the opposite. I think he's in cahoots with someone else. He could be uh, on Arden's side. He could be, you know, you never know. Because he showed up right after Anne Frank um, or Charlotte had the gun pointed at Arden, and Frank showed up right away. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. You never know. At first, I thought he was the one covering up who covered up Shelly. And we later found out it was Sister Mary Eunice.
1: Oh, well, I automatically assumed it was Eunice as soon as he told her to go to,
3: go to the room. Yeah. Yeah, but. I, th- I was thinking Frank for some reason, so. I- my compass is off I'm out <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. That's, that's actually a good point though I didn't think about that because I,
1: I honestly think Frank's on Jude's side but if Frank's on Arden's side maybe he's playing the field like Eunice maybe he's the next person to get possessed
3: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't know. Is he a big enough character to really dive into like that? I think he's just like a mid-level henchman, you know, that's easily manipulated by the powers that be. Well, like what Dave said, it's episode five.
1: Anything can happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. We'll see. we'll see. I mean,
4: last season, Connie Britton got pregnant. Episode ten.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well played, so well played. That is that is true. Um,
1: so yeah, that's that's the second to last scene with Jude. And the last one is what I was talking about with the song from Anne Frank. Is during during the same time as Anne Frank getting the lobotomy, it shows Sister Jude getting all done up in her nice red dress and putting black on dress. her lips.
4: What she wore a black dress.
1: It was a black dress. Red, red slip.
4: Red slip that you saw later. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. But yeah, she was uh, going out to the same bar. It looked like and trying to
3: pick up another guy you know it makes sense what you said about the squirrel and about the 12 year old girl because she lost her faith you know with with the squirrel when she unfortunately killed the young the young the girl she went back to the church and now she's lost her faith again yeah you know and that's back to the bottle back to the bottle yeah who's she gonna kill this time to come back to the church I don't know if it has to be if it's going to go that far but something's you know it's going to be a catalyst to bring her back you know something obviously
4: so I, you know I don't necessarily think that she's going to need something to bring her
3: back um is that too hokey too like movie style yeah okay
1: but i mean maybe she's going to stay without the church for the rest of the and that's going to make that's, her an interesting that's character that's possible cuz if she's the if she's the head of this institute that's supposed to be a nun her being a, not so much in the church anymore would, would that'd be an interesting twist. I'd I'd say that.
3: Man, this show's got me all kerfunkled, bro. <laughs> all
1: right, so that, that's enough of Jude. I think yeah. I think we kind of tackle a lot of the Jude. Let's go into like some Kit and some Arden and some Grace and some Anne. Well, we kind of well we'll do some and of the Alma end. and yeah, and Alma and
3: like that 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 da da that. Da, 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 da. Okay, question: Why is it that every time Kit has sex? The aliens show up when Luna, you know, I mean Alma. When he had sex with Alma, they showed up. When he had sex with Grace, the aliens showed up in the first in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, those are some with cosmic you. or I'm not going to say <laughs> cosmic orgasms. There you there go. There, there you there. go. You know. we are just
4: assuming that they are aliens. Exactly. Yeah. I don't necessarily think
3: that they are. You think it's a construct for them not being able to deal with the issues at hand?
1: Um. I don't know. Well, the, when, we see, uh, when we see Grace, of course, like, when we, we open up with Kit and Grace, it's them having a very intimate moment through the walls. Mm-hmm. And the way they filmed that was it showed them through the walls, and then it showed them together, then mm-hmm. through the walls. And then Eunice comes in, being as diabolical as she is, and tells, uh, tells Kit that, oh, you're going to dinner. No, we canceled your surgery because you showed very much promise to Jude. And then what about, what about Grace? Oh, we haven't forgot about her. That is such an evil line right there. Yay! <laughs> when she's
3: when,
1: when she when she's leaving and she's like, "Oh, you're still scheduled for surgery in the morning." Yay! Ah, oh, that was that was killer.
3: So, what happened in that dream sequence? Okay, so you're
4: saying well, if, if you watch the dream sequence closely, Alma's pregnant in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we see Grace again, she is bleeding. Right. Yeah. Um, and in the dream sequence, they cut her stomach open. Yeah. Right? So, if we're talking about aliens, <laughs> I really don't like aliens, but um, it's possible that they are, you know, impregnating okay. these women, maybe. I mean, who the hell knows?
3: Yeah. There's a picture floating on the internet with, um, with um, Grace, Grace's character, and it looks like she does have, like, a baby bump. Right. I mean uh, upcoming episodes. So, huh. Did this Kip have strong swimmers? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, Kip,
4: I mean just <laughs> I don't know. I didn't He's I just thought it was impregnating everybody. Well, yeah. the
1: last we see Grace is she's being abducted by the aliens, kind right. of or hallucinating, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then after that we see Kit find her and she's like she she obviously had the sterilization surgery, but she's like bleeding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a lot. Right. Like like miscarriage bleeding. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like miscarriage bleeding and She wouldn't be bleeding if they did the surgery in Arden's lab. But what happened to the surgery then? Because like she was supposed to do the surgery, then she's suddenly in the room, Mm -hmm. and like, so is she sterilized, or is it was just the aliens, or were the aliens a a ruse that they used to pull the patients out of the thing to get them ready for surgery,
4: or are the aliens just something that we're seeing, and what's actually happening is Arden is doing all this? Yeah, Mm because you
1: don't because Grace totally broke down. I mean, there is also when we see the aliens. There's another, there's another common clue. is When Kit sees the aliens in the beginning, he's freaking out because people are outside the room. And then he starts seeing the aliens. When we see the aliens with Jude, she's drunk. She's freaking out because mm-hmm. the people are missing and she's worried about her job. She sees the aliens. This time, Grace is such a strong female character. And then for the first time, you see her, well, not for the first time, but for the first time, like really intense. Mm-hmm. As soon as they tell her that she's scheduled for the surgery and she's going to be sterilized, she totally loses it. She starts screaming. She falls to the floor, and then we see the aliens. So, I mean, it might be somewhat of a hallucination, in my opinion. Still, I still want to believe that they're not going Indiana Jones on this route. And don't think meaning what? Meaning. That the aliens aren't real. Oh, ah, uh, ah.
4: Uh, uh. Okay, I got you. I didn't see that in Indiana Jones.
3: And I was gonna say, you know how I brought up the fact that the aliens came, you know, come every time kid has sex. It was actually that's a quote from uh, Ryan Murphy himself. Really? Say, notice every time the kid sees, has has sexy has sex with someone, the aliens come, and it's very important to the script. Oh. So, so when Kit comes, attention.
4: the aliens come. Interesting. Interesting. So, oh,
3: man. For our viewers to you know, just plant that and just pay attention and make sure he doesn't have sex with any other women on the show. Yeah. So that's... Well, he's arrested anyway, remember? He's yeah, been taken the, away. At and, the
1: end, Kit, after he finds, uh, he finds Grace in that state, she starts screaming that he was right as the cops come and arrest him because Threadson, or Oliver, set him up the bomb, basically. Threadson yeah. made him admit right. to his crimes on tape and told him that that would get him out of the chair, but I think Thredson was just setting him up to, so pissed, take the
4: fall. Well, I mean, from what we find out about Thredson in this episode, he's trying to cover his own
3: tracks. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. But it's no fair. I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad at Ryan Murphy. I love the show. Because this whole time, I thought Zachary Quinto's character Oliver, was supposed to be good. The whole time i', I was, I'm the last guy into the party, honestly, you like you you called it a few weeks ago. You called it even before the show started, David that Oliver Thurtson was going to be the bad guy or he was going to be the you know bloody face.
4: <laughs> I literally did not pick up on it. I'm, I mean, it was I'm so and something that I think that Ryan Murphy saying what he said before the show started, um, I have something for news and gossip. He's known since before the show started that. That and Quinto also knew that since before they started filming, that
3: he was going to be Bloody, bloody Face. face. <gasps> yeah. Oh man. I'm mad, but yet it's the only way he, only way he could have gotten away with it with right. just that small little line. I hate him, but I love him at the same time. See? Yeah, I, I, exactly. I
4: him, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a very smart,
3: smart man. You know, And of course, we should have known with you know who gets top billion on the show, right? It's Zachary Quinto. Yeah, I'm his, sure. His After. first name is uh, no, in the credits. Yeah. When the show starts, it's his oh. name. So, you know, because at first he's just, like, I thought, yeah, he's the, you know, he's the psychiatrist, whatnot, you know, and he's going to be in and out. Sure, he'll be an integral part of the story, but now he's the, he's bloody face.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he, much, is, he is one of the probably highest paid actors on the show as well, because he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's A-list actor now. He started with heroes, and then he moved into other things, and now he's Star Trek, Star Trek II. I mean, he's, he's up there now.
3: And what's unique about his performances is that his stillness... Mm -hmm. you know when he's in the room with Lana and he's just so still and you're just waiting for every single word that's going to come out of his mouth like what's next you know I I finally got clued in oh he's blood oh my god he's something he's the best I I still didn't know he was blade faced (laughs) till we put on the damn mask (laughs) (laughs) but literally his stillness it it makes him just cold calculating I, 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 I I love him he's chewing up scenery every every episode I love it
1: yeah, I mean it, it was it was it was pretty great. Um, there's there's one thing I want to go into Arden with really quick that we'll go into anything else we need to, uh, just like spark notes for Arden. Sure. Okay, Arden gets shot, of course, and then he ends up uh, offering the surgery to the Anne Frank's husband, of course, and then um, there's a scene between him and Eunice, where Eunice is on her knees in front of him cleaning his wound on his inner thigh. I mean, I thought that was very intimate in a way. Mm-hmm. And when they're discussing things, they discuss that. Sister Mary Jude's done. Mm-hmm. They discuss that, and Eunice is on his side, and Eunice says, uh, uh, what is it? She's like, I just want to be your right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And so when he's in the top, she's going to be his right-hand man. And he tells her that he trusts her more than anyone else at this place. And that was really interesting because wasn't she dumping food for the creatures before she was even possessed? Uh-huh. So she's kind, of, she's kind of a chaotic, evil character before even being possessed now it's just off the hinges I wouldn't would say that
3: it, it, because she was just doing what she was told you know at first she remember sister jude would but with uh, would, no remorse yeah she was just, uh, scared into it Think of it, she was young, naive, little... And, and that's the way Sister Jude would even address her in the, in the first episode when she was going to whip her and she, you know, was trying to teach her to develop a backbone. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. now that she's been possessed, I think the, the, the thing is that she's setting up Arden for the biggest fall of them all. That's why Shelly was released. That's why Shelly was found in the school. That's why they're, she's moving up. She He's completely vulnerable to her. So now that he's, o- he's open, that's when but she's going to strike. But do
4: you think that Eunice, I mean... After we find Shelly in the school, do you think, because I do, think that Eunice is setting
3: Arden up now to fall? Absolutely. No, that, absolutely. That's what yeah. he yeah. Yeah. said. So that's what okay. I'm saying. I think she wants to set him up in a place where the whole world sees, in a way Ooh. so he can pay for his previous crimes. Okay. Cause, yeah, because she's possessed. She knows everything. She I don't think she Nazi. cares
4: about that. I think she
3: just cares about taking over. <laughs> yeah, that... You think so? I, No, because the devil, the devil can do that, but... Her main mo for me is is she's turning everyone against each other. Yeah, having everyone crumble, having right. that's 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 where she finds her menace. It's almost I wouldn't call her the devil, almost like Loki, the yeah, god of I've, mischief.
1: I've said Loki like every episode. Have I'm you really? Like, yes, okay, Loki. She is definitely she is definitely a mischievous character. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything about Arden that you want to go into at all?
3: Uh, I'm trying to think that we covered because I mean
1: he really only had that those two scenes. The one with Jude and he had that one with. Uh,
3: the fact that uh, the picture at the end where um, Charlotte yes. and mm-hmm. she saw him—you know—is Hitler's right-hand man.
1: That was such like a, a such a '50s throwback there with the uh, with the perfect '50s wife, where she just does everything. It's like, oh, don't do that, dear. I'll make it for you. And the lobotomized. When we have the woman of the strong, I like the 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 contradiction of we have Jude, who's like the strong woman trying to break that glass ceiling, and then we have Anne Frank, who gets her lobotomy and she becomes. The picturesque woman of the 60s and 50s. She, mm-hmm. she is the woman that they show in the commercials and things like that. Who don't even know about the glass ceiling.
3: Is that why they did the, uh, like yeah, the screen it, like
1: that? It was just like the way they did the music and everything. It was just like an old sitcom show. Showing the wife who loves her husband making the drinks. Don't do her. Like the Brady Bunch to a point.
3: Why did he ask her if she was happy? And did you notice when he asked her, she had like a slight little pause? A smirk. Yeah. Also. She is...
1: Once you're lobotomized, you're basically... It's it's like a weird, you're like weirdly a zombie in right. like some aspect. You're just kind of slowish to a point and you're
3: weirdly a zombie like, ah. So wouldn't she just respond instead of just taking that pause that there was a pause for a reason? I mean, would you pause if somebody said, are you happy?
1: Yeah. Well, if she's a zombie, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do you, I don't know if we'll see her again. Okay. I I, I, I would, think we are, but it... it mm.
4: What, what, what's that mm about Because the, the the way that she is portrayed as after being lobotomized I don't think is realistic
3: mm. so is that is that the husband's idealized view or you know because it's remember he always said we see what we want to see in the right. series so is I
1: we, don't know with the smirk after she tried to smother the baby I mean that's what kind of leads you on Mm -hmm. Because after she tried to smother the baby and then you see her kind of smirking, it's kind of evil in a way. You're suspicious of her. Um, Let's go into last scene real quick because I do want to bring up that picture before
3: we finish the show. We should tease that. It has basically all the answers and we've so had far, in, yeah. in front of us the whole time.
1: Yeah, from October 17th before the show aired, we have this picture that has a lot of stuff we found on uh, uh, a, a Tumblr. Uh, a, I, I can pull it up on my
3: computer, but we'll, we'll, we'll check it out in yeah. a minute. But bring up okay. that last scene. So
1: the last scene, that's the, or not the last scene, the previous to last scene with Oliver and Lana. This was a great, I had so many people texting me, talking about, oh my god, you gotta watch the episode right now, oh my god, because of this scene. Um, He finally gets Lana out of the asylum. He finally gets her out, says, six o'clock, meet me at the stairs, literally just walks right by the guard by lighting a cigarette, gets her into the car, uh, gets her home, and that's when things get awkward, is he's sitting on the couch, and... She's like, she just wants to go home and he's like, no, you got to stay here because I'm at risk here. And then he gets her a glass of wine. I think the wine was drugged. I honestly think the wine was drugged because he probably didn't want to just send her down that trap door. Mm -hmm. But so then she tries to call while he's getting the wine, hangs up the phone. You can't use a phone call. I'm at risk. And then she has to go to the bathroom after we see a nice little skull mint bowl. Love the skull mint bowl. It's awesome. And the nipple lamp. Yeah, we man. saw some nipple lamps, <laughs> Boob lamp. and then she goes and finds the bathroom, which isn't a bathroom, which isn 't a bathroom it 's actually his hobby room, and the way he described it as a hobby room kind of that 's a nice little that 's a nice little joke there, but then he sends her down after what did he say oh yeah what what material is it skin Ugh. skin bang down, and the next time we see lana she 's on the floor in tiles, chained up, and she sees Wendy in the same room. And when she rolls her over, she's frostbitten. Mm-hmm. She's a smitten, frostbitten lover.
3: You were waiting to I'm, say that, weren't you? No,
1: I just made oh, it up, okay. but I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> and I liked how she backed up into the freezer that Wendy was probably in. And that's just kind of evil. But then we see Thredson comes in and he says his amazing... Every line in this scene was great. I loved it. And he's like, I put her on ice. I was going to i thought she 'd be more pliable now. I was going to uh this now arounds the time I usually take the skin off, but I, it wouldn 't suit our needs well i don 't now we 're going to restart our therapy so I think we 're going to see Lana and threads, and lana 's going to be intact for a while mm-hmm. yeah I think he 's yeah. going to be doing experiments and therapy experiments on her because he has a live specimen of a lesbian yeah. as horrible as that sounds that 's like that kind of seems like the whole if he's crazy like that, that seems like something he'd do. And then finally, the moment we've all been waiting for, he says, uh, don't worry, she won't bite. And he puts on the bloody face mask.
3: The big reveal.
1: And says, because I took her teeth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I, I love the scene.
3: I loved it. it you, know, you can start from the beginning of that scene because remember he said, I never worked here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how did he get what what is that and what does that mean?
4: Did he kill well, the He didn't he didn't work there. He was this there for he was a,
1: I think that was just a like an, an insult
4: couple, to
3: Jude. Right? Well yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't like hired by yeah. the asylum to work there. He mm-hmm. was brought in right. for a second opinion.
3: But do you think the way he said that the could he even be a psychiatrist?
1: Possibly not. Probably. He probably is. Judging okay. by how nice his apartment yeah, is, yeah, he has a beautiful, huh? Total, totally nice apartment. <laughs> Very fancy. Nice lampshades. I really want to yeah. know where he buys those. Um, <laughs> he makes them. You know, here's a, there's a parallel actually to him.
3: You know how we there's always nods. To, you know, horror films throughout the season. And mm. this season is Texas Chainsaw. And this episode is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There you go. And the reason, it's because it's Ed, Ed Gein. I believe he's a serial killer who actually used to, you know, take off the skin off his, his victims and turn it into furniture, into belts, into... And I'm reading it here. If you guys can go to Wikipedia, it's... That's sexy. Ed, Ed Gein, he... Authorities, when they, when they caught him, they found four noses, they found nine masks of human, human skin, bowls made from human skulls. There you go. So there's, wow. there's your connection. He was a, a serial killer from Wisconsin. And that, is a very, big, uh, that is a big parallel then. Yeah, Ed Gein. So if you guys want to look it up at home, let us know for sure you know, if you find any more stuff about him. So kind of looks like Zach Canto. Well, we're running out of time. Uh, let's go ahead and throw <laughs> that picture up, Martin. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, guys. Doesn't. We, we doesn't. came across this little picture. Um, I found it on Tumblr on quickenedead.com. So, oh, oh, we have it up on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell them where they can find it because
4: you probably
1: won't be able to see this very well. No, he can, he can bring it up to the live feed. Just bring the picture up to the live <laughs> feed, Martin. And uh, you'll see all these little notes on here, little red linings. And what did you think was the interesting one on this? Okay, so, all
3: of it, actually, because it gave. Okay, this is a promo picture that came out before the series came out on the seventeenth of October, and it had all the answers for you. And I'm gonna start just with the first one. Threats, threats, and shadow. It's Bloody Face watching Lana and his girlfriend take notes. So if you notice threats and look behind him, it's Bloody Face. So it's already giving you the clue of who he is, mm-hmm. and you know, overlooking Lana and Wendy. Mm -hmm. And then you just move further and you're looking at, if you look down to the lower left part of the screen, you've got Arden and Sister Eunice. He's, you know, he has her, but she, she, he has her hand on her thigh and she's Mm -hmm. got, and she's got a rope on him because she's got him with a noose. Right. Because I've got you. Kind of like what we see going on right now. Yeah. You know, she's going to expose all the secrets. She's got him by, I'm going to say the balls. She's got him by the balls. Yeah. You know, literally, but you, you you look at this picture and it literally tells you everything that you've seen so far in the season.
4: Personally, I think the most interesting is the one yeah. all the way at the top that you can't really read, but it says, uh, the alien light coming through the window, but also has yet another biblical illusion. What does that mean? I, 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 I don't get it.
1: Well, like usually when you see light, <laughs> well, like look at the, talking. I don't know. Maybe it's that when you look at this picture, you see the light. Beaming through the window like the light of God Because mm-hmm. usually like you associate The beams of light through clouds Kind of as very spiritual in a way mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're, they're comparing aliens To God in that respect I mean they're also
4: if you look all the way down at the bottom Chloe Sevigny in the the position Of Christ Of
3: sexiness And the quote is The the belief that they can beat The crazy out of people with God Shelly in a Christ like pose angle also Obscures full view of her legs Oh. Yeah, remember how they were trying to, remember in the beginning they were trying to cure her for her whoredom. <laughs> That's right, I said cure. Oh,
1: man. But yeah, that's a, that's a really right. interesting that's a really interesting picture. Yeah, feel free to pause your YouTube video and look at it for a while. Seriously,
3: yeah, check it out, guys. And we failed to mention if you guys aren't watching us on you know if, on AfterBuzzTV.com, you can also go to iTunes, subscribe, comment, let us know what you think. You know, we do listen, we do answer some of your feedback. So it also you know helps us. It keep track of our shows because this is all free content. We have about 40, 45 shows a week. So whatever you do, reply. It does help us out because it does keep the lights on. Please, five stars. Can't we can't need more five star
1: ratings, guys. But uh, I think that pretty much wraps up everything or, news and gossip. Yeah, you? I was gonna Maybe going to say has- going to news and gossip. Uh, okay.
2: After Buzz, TV news.
1: Awesome. Let's see what we got here.
4: American Horror Story renewed for third season. The FX horror anthology Shockfest has ordered 13 more episodes from executive producers Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk. With American Horror Story Asylum, Ryan and Brad have raised the bar in every way from Murder House, the first American Horror Story miniseries, said FX President, and general manager John Landgraf. And their original idea, the notion of doing an anthological series of miniseries with the repertoire cast, has proven groundbreaking, wildly successful, and proved to be trend setting. We can't wait to see what deviously brilliant ideas they come up with for their third miniseries. American Horror Stories Average Age Averaging 5.2 million viewers, with when you include DVR, up 19 percent from last season. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So we'll see any ideas of what you guys think next season might be about. Yep. Because it is including Jessica Lang. She is already she's already signed on, board. on for next season. A ghost town.
3: A ghost town. Wild West. Something like that. Yeah. I could see some Wild West going on. Like
4: I wouldn't think
3: ghost because they did that
4: first season. season. One.
3: Yeah. Or a carnival like something going on in a circus all right you know but then that's similar to the asylum yeah i don't want to see the circus
1: i'd say i'd say a wild west ghost town would be interesting because especially with the the popularity of like shows like hell on wheels and things like that doing something very deadwood zombies yeah deadwood zombies basically Mm -hmm. and they did aliens this Mm. this time they did they're doing like ghosts last time i'm wondering if it's even going to be ghosts next time it might be something completely different like Frankenstein. The Franken, well, they're doing Frankenstein this time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Let's go into uh, some predictions. Right.
3: And now. This literally is the worst. It's the hardest show for me to give a prediction on. Because <laughs> anything could happen. Yeah. yeah, I'm always wrong. I'm always wrong. Literally. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to let that out. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of fans feel the same way. But uh prediction for me next week. Um, I want to. F- I just want to find out where, what's going on with Grace. Is yeah. she pregnant or not? That's that's want uh, to It's more not a prediction. I just questions I have. I'm mm. not, not predictions or questions. If she's pregnant and what is going to go on with uh, Sister Mary Eunice? Is she finally? Is she, how is she going to tighten that noose around um, Doctor Arden's throat a little bit tighter? What is she? What is she going to do? Hmm. Well, because she has him, and, and he, right now she's she's his play toy, just like everyone else is his play toy. She's his play toy. Mm. That's all I got, man. All right. I got no <laughs> predictions. I'm just uh, questions, man. I don't
4: think I have any predictions tonight either.
3: It's tough, huh? Um, no predictions, Mr. Skiff? Give him some time. It's kind of like when, you order, so. when you're order when you ordering food and you, you, people, one of the per, people on the table don't know what they want. Someone's got to order. So say yeah. your predictions, um, Steven.
1: Okay. Well, I have I have a few <laughs> predictions. To okay. okay. Um, I don't think Grace is pregnant. Okay. I'm going to say that right off the bat I think that the the surgery was that was a hallucination for her to cope with the surgery and I think she probably ripped her own stitches out and that's why she was bleeding so much mm-hmm. um, okay. I think Sister Mary Jude is going to find out something about Oliver and try to investigate that because she can't exactly go after um, Arden anymore I think Eunice is going to be the, after what you said I think Eunice is going to be the downfall of Arden definitely mm-hmm. Sister Mary Jude is going to be the downfall of Oliver Threadson and I think, honestly, I think Lana is going to survive the season, just not intact.
3: Ooh, that's good.
1: Interesting.
3: <laughs> of course. Interesting. Oh,
1: and Kit's going to be sent back to the asylum. Because after what Grace said, like, you were right, you were right, you were right, everything you said is true, I saw Alma. I think he's going to start spouting even more crap about the aliens, 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 aliens. And they're going to be like, what are you talking about? This guy's obviously insane, send him back to the asylum.
3: Sunday. That's good stuff, man. Oh. Whoop, whoop. Dave? No? David? I, I have don't come on, have skiff. anything. All right. Nice. What, what about Martine? Martine Martin? Martin, you, do, you do you have any? Um, Martin. <laughs> no, I am as confused with this show as all of you are. <laughs> okay, so, well, we're out.
1: I guess, thanks, Martin. I guess that's it. Uh, thanks for listening to our American Horror Story After, After Buzz podcast. Definitely try to subscribe. Rate us five stars. That's where can anything. they tweet you, man? You can find me at Stephen Lemieux on Twitter. Or yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. And you can Skiff. find
3: me at. You can call me Skiff on Twitters. And I'm going to do a quick plug of uh, catch it. me on a new show called It's a Wrap on Clever Movies. And you can always follow me at the Everyday Man. All right. Well, thanks I again see. for tuning <laughs> in, guys. Have Fine. a good night, and we'll
2: catch you later.